This is HPR episode 2676 entitled HPR Community News for October 2018 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is hosted by HPR volunteers and is about 66 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is HPR volunteers talk about shows released and comments posted in October 2018. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. This is the Community News Show for October 2018. And joining me tonight are... Hi, it's Dave Morris. And Hi, it's Tony Hughes. AKA Tony H1212 or 1212 or... Which is it? Uh, Tony H1212 will do. Excellent stuff. So what... Just to... Just to let you know, guys, I'm I'm only going to be able to be here for the first half until uh, about seven o'clock. Okay. What brings you to what do we owe this pleasure, by the way? As I was telling Dave, I've just got involved in the Mint ca- Cast uh, recording uh, as part of the new crew and uh, got me head around Mumble. So I thought I'd come in and join. We've got a planning meeting in a in an hour's time. So I thought I'd uh, dip in and say hello and uh, listen to what goes on on the uh, community recording. Excellent. So we should uh, put a shameless plug or link into the uh, show notes for this episode, I guess. Thanks. Anyway, this is the HPR Community News. HPR, if you're uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, is a community podcast network that uh, where the shows are contributed by the people who listen to the shows, namely people just like you. In fact, namely people exactly like you. And in order to make sure that everybody uh, um, that we run down every show um, and everybody gets some feedback on their shows at least. We've uh, put together this community news where we talk about the shows and the comments on said shows that have occurred in the last month and anything else that has been going on in the HPR community. And as is traditional, Dave will welcome the new hosts using the Welcome the New Hosts song. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sorry, but we do have Yannick, the French guy from Switzerland, usually known as just as Yannick, but uh, yeah. Yes. Amazing that that is his first uh, appearance here in HPR, but there you go. Yeah, as a long, long time podcaster, it's uh, it's been a while since he's joined us. Uh, good to have him along, though. Excellent. So, without further ado, we will go through the first show, which was community news from last month, and there was thirteen comments, which I don't think I'm going to go through. It was basically a discussion, Dave. <laughs> between you and myself uh, and there was one good co- uh, related to uh, the bash um, the bash thing 
And uh, the one comment was from from Folky. This is after five comments going back and forth. Ken and Dave, take your comments and make a collaborative show on the material. I think we're going to need to do that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, yeah, there was also a comment from Clacke, who was um, uh, sort of enhancing some of the things that had been discussed. And uh, I think he was dropping me a hint about doing doing a show about it, which I'm which I have pretty much prepared, so uh, with references to him and to that conversation. So, so you know, yeah, we don't really need to thrash it out too much here, I guess. No, actually, uh, a show about that will be quite good anyway. And uh, sometimes we, we too even get trapped by our, oh, you should record a show thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bite a bit and all that. Exactly. And the following day, we had some random guy from Liverpool going up there interviewing Caroline and John at the Make Fest. Yeah, this was a good. Um, I, I enjoy doing the recordings at uh, Liverpool Make Fest. Um, it's quite an interesting thing. You meet loads and loads of interesting people, and these were two of them. Yeah, I really like the series because uh, you don't really get to. Obviously, you're not getting to go to these episodes, and this is where what HPR basically does. It's the hallway track. I, I'm, my notes to myself here were, it must be fantastic to be pupils in their school because those two sounded amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sorry, Ken. No, go on. Go ahead over. No, they were they were a really good couple, actually. It was a real joy interviewing them uh, on the day. They were uh, great. So the following day, we had using the exact function in Excel. Excel tips. This is something that we haven't had before, and by Shane Shannon, and uh, something that would actually be quite useful going through the different functions. Obviously, this works in LibreOffice and OpenOffice as well. Yeah, so a good old tip. Didn't know about that. So it's, it's always good to have these sorts of things pointed out to you. There are always in every company some Excel experts who uh, are able to do mind-boggling stuff with uh, with a spreadsheet, which always makes me tremble a little, having that much faith that all your macros are going to be broken in the next release. <laughs> My daughter just did a course on all of the, the Microsoft Office things, so she's now an accredited something or other from Microsoft, so she's scaring me slightly. Very, very good. And Shane was on the next day as well with uh, Making Crepe. Uh, with this cooping, cooking episode, and there were four comments. Shall we take them in turn? Okay. Lost and Brog says, great recipe. I just made a simple breakfast using your recipe. It was easy and delicious. I used brown sugar, cinnamon, and it was a hit. Great content. Thanks for uploading. And the next comment was from Jonas. Sorry, I got frog in my throat. <clears throat> how I make crepes, he said. This is so good. Thanks for the show. I always wonder how other people make similar things I like. As it happens, I just made crepes today. I've had, I have no idea why my Texas mum started making crepe, but I just remember having them at home as a kid. I don't know if what I do is technically called a crepe, but it's very crepe-like or maybe more super thin pancake-like. I'm not much of a measurer. I typically start, <clears throat> typically start with 1 to 1.5 cups of flour and a couple of tablespoons to a quarter of a cup of sugar, depending on the day. I also add a lot of cinnamon, quarter a teaspoon to half a tablespoon. Again, <clears throat> depending on the amount of flour, the sugar and cinnamon increases. This is basically a dessert crepe. 
After whisking the dry together with an eighth of a teaspoon of salt or less, I add three quarters of a cup of milk. If the mix isn't watery enough, add more milk until pretty thin, then add an egg and beaten in completely. I have a gas stove, so I put the flame on to just above as low as it can go without going out. I let that heat a stainless pan for several minutes while putting the other things together. More flame if you know what you're doing. Shall I read the rest? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice here. No worries. You want the pan to be the right temperature before putting in the first drizzle of batter. I like to use cake decorating bottle to put the batter in the pan. Get the bottle at Ross, a discount store, or at the dreaded Walmart. You could probably enlarge the opening of one of those 99p, uh, 99 cent ketchup mustard squeezy bottles, but they are not clear like the decorating bottles. Just before putting the batter in the pan, swirl around then end of a stick of butter, just enough to wet the pan. Start at the centre of the pan and splash batter, making an ever-widening circle until you cover two-thirds of the pan. If the batter is thin enough, it will spread itself. Otherwise, you can pick up and jostle the pan to flatten more. I generally cook until the edge curls and the top starts looking less wet. Then flip and cook the other side for 10 to 20 seconds to firm up the top side. I'm going to... That's the end of the comment. I am going to, Dave, put in a uh, put in a thing onto the comments that if it exceeds enough, if it exceeds so many inches, then it has to become a show. <laughs> this show I was just thinking, yes, yes, absolutely. So, Johannes, what you should do is take that comment, read it, and submit it as a show. Thank you very much. Because, yes, it's, it's almost as long as the show. <laughs> exactly. The next comments from Shane uh, Shannon or Shannon uh, Brown Sugar Lost in Bronx. I'm glad you got the good breakfast out of my episode. Uh, I never thought of making this, uh, the cinnamon sugar with brown sugar. I've always used white sugar. I'm going to try your way when my cinnamon sugar container is empty. <laughs> and Shane puts in another comment uh, saying, Thanks for sharing your technique. Jonas, thanks for sharing your method. I like the way you put the cinnamon right into the batter instead of using it as a topping. I also liked your tip of using cake decorating bottle. Very good. Oh, very good. The following day, we had a hookah, sleep, apnea, and afrib. And, um, yeah, continuing series in healthcare. So uh, no comments on that particular one, but we'll uh, come back to that series shortly. Then the following day, we had explaining the controls of your... Uh, amateur HF radio part two, uh, where uh, Mr. X is doing an excellent job at um, turning what other people would submit as one show into multiple shows, but I'm really enjoying this. Um, and very, very cool stuff indeed. And uh, there'll be more from him as well uh, over the coming weeks. And Yeroon Button, why are we all going to? Why are we all going to shit in 30 years due to computers? Some thoughts about the increased impact of automation. And there were three comments on this one. So Brian says, do you have any ideas on how to solve these problems? I'll crawl under my rock now. <laughs> D-O-D-D Dummy says, you keep putting out my shows before I do. Here's another show I've recorded but didn't publish. I'm in the process of editing this one. though. You do a better job than I do, however. Perhaps I should sit back and revel in the fact that you're pulling my weight. I enjoyed the show and obviously agree. I'm still going to submit my episode, but we'll edit it a touch on thing and touch on things 
you didn't. <clears throat> I really do wonder if people can look at the rate of change in, in the rate of change and not think that it's accelerating. Just about everything, it looks too pitiful now to take over our jobs. We'll continue in that state forever. In my mind, you only need to look at Boston Robotics. People were citing the fact that Atlas kept falling over as evidence that he'd never perform as well as humans. A couple of short years later, and he's performing feats similar to parkour. Can we really not imagine how a couple of cycles more of Moore's Law's worth of improvement looks? <coughs> mm, need to comment there. Need to comment there. The parkour thing. Um, yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that because they they're jumping up predefined boxes in predefined laboratories so yes all that boston robotics stuff is quite scary but uh yeah but a lasso might uh also work i have a friend who is um who specialized in ai his phd is in uh, artificial intelligence who we were having a conversation about not that specific subject but just the state of ai and and the future of ai I must really push him to, uh, to to maybe do a show on his view of it because it's it's more like yours than uh, DODD Dummies is that uh, it's got a long, long, long way to go as yet, but it's still quite scary. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Yurun does make a point. Um, I think I met it before as well here that you know back in the day we had so many people doing agriculture and then people moved into the towns and then they got additional jobs, but now there are like. Uh, an order less people employed by the jobs that are making other industries redundant. So we do have to diversify and maybe come up with another plan looking. There are a lot of things we need to solve as a planet. And uh, yeah. But I think artificial intelligence is, is a misnomer. I don't think it's intelligence. It's it's artificial knowledge would be more yeah, what machine it is. learning or something. Of I don't that think nature. I don't think they're learning. It's it's. I was thinking about this. I don't think what we're seeing is intelligence. What it is is similar to, but it is not the same thing. I was thinking about this on the bus, and I was thinking, oh, I should write that down, but I didn't. So there you go. I'll think about it again. Do you want me to lead this last one? Yeah, if you're up for it, uh, Dave, I'm banning you from reading any more comments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not, not my day today. Denise, uh, another one that could have been a, a short show, uh, quite a lengthy comment. Uh, it's an interesting topic you bring up. Personally, I'm appalled by scarecrow tactics. Uh, I'd like to offer a different view. There is a lot wrong with capitalism. First thing is we capitalists believe their system is the only answer. The hangover after our last industrial revolution gave us shorter working days, safety rules, and employee rights at work. Currently, there is a lot of demand out there for sabbaticals or people taking a break. So, hell yeah, give me a robot who does my job so I can recover from stress, spend time with my children or travel, do voluntary voluntary work. Um, why, we do basic, uh, why do we doubt basic income? Currently, these breaks are only available for the rich or singles or childless. Have you seen a happy cashier? Have you heard a mine worker shouting yes? Let's continue running the, uh, ruining my lungs instead of giving me a proper training so I can work in a solar panel farm. And for the doctors I have met so far who were are not a waste of time, yes, give me my Watson system. Give me the Watson system. I had to retrain in my last job three times over the last six years. It's been hard 
it doesn't have to have to be. As you say, robots give us an opportunity to focus on the things that matter in life. We don't have to run anymore all the time. Robots guarantee a basic level of reproductive of productivity. We can find better and creative solutions to provide proper pay for people who work in the care. We can focus on figuring out why our society still struggles with all kinds of abuse, why we do not trust anyone, why we feel the need to destroy our beautiful world. We have a universe to explore and a complex system, and the complex systems in our world. If there is an odd person not willing to work, then that's okay too. People have reasons. Capitalists only know the word more. When will you read all the books that keep accumulating on your bookshelf because you, you shouted more? There is no time because I have to be social. I have to take care of the children because I have to declare taxes. have to have, uh, have that lawsuit with my neighbour. have to go to work. have to see Al. And that's the end of the comment. She hit the 2000 um, character limit, I think, at that point. Yep. Ah. Some interesting uh, interesting stuff in there again. Yeah. Hashtag should be a show. Um, and the Boston uh, or the IBM diagnostic thing, uh, the Watson system. I read how big of a success that was, but I also read that certain hospitals that it was diagnosing the equivalent of leeches to people. <clears throat> um, that it was recommending therapies that have been um, considered uh, downgraded deprecated for the last 10 years so everything is not all sunshine and roses either I don't know about leeches but I do know that they use medical um, oh what they call them maggots for cleaning wounds no no what I mean to say is some of the recommendations from the system were uh, diagnoses that have fallen, been proven not to work and be detrimental to people's health but because it was written about so many years ago then uh, it's still recommended them. And we have the Google car as well, which is driving at 100 Cs, a sign for something for sale on at $160 or something, and then automatically assumes that the road speed limit on the road is 160, when anybody would tell you that the maximum speed limit in that in on the road is 120. So why are they not putting in normal constraints on these intelligences. So there's a long, long way to go. There's a very good article on artificial intelligence, self-driving cars on Hackaday, if you go look it up, and uh, pros and cons, saying how uh, unregulated it is and how crazy it is that we are doing these sort of trials on the public and that we would not do them in medical trials. Just interesting, by the by. But a good topic for discussion, I believe. Yeah. Following day, questions about audio production. Al asks Dave's questions about podcast production. And there is one comment. This was, um, yes, this was about bad audio quality and what you need to be a podcaster and um, so forth. And the comment comes from me. So I guess I should read it. Uh, this does not apply to HBR shows. Great tips, and I seriously mean that, and I really do. These are brilliant tips, and I've been thinking about this episode an awful lot um, in the last month because um, it's, this is really a very good goal, and some of the things that he has mentioned 
would be very useful. Maybe uh, consider some of the things that we're doing at HPR here. But just to tell you, I uh, do need to temper. I'm going back to the comment. I do need to temper this show. Uh, this show with our own HPR motto of any audio is better than no audio. We always put content over audio quality here. This may lose us some listeners, but it does gain us some hosts. Sure, always try to record as best you can, but don't ever let this get in the way of you submitting a show. Perfection leads to procrastination, and it's in the show unless it's on the server. And I can't reiterate that enough. In fact, as a result of this show, one person came up to me physically in person and said, Ken, I had I was ready to do my show. I had to listen to this and now I need to go and think about it. So in striving for quality, this is a brilliant show. This is absolutely very good information. But do not let that stop you from joining HPR because HPR, the metrics that we have here in HPR is not the number of listeners that we have because listeners come and listeners go and if we only have one person coming to that one show to find out that one life-changing thing in their life, then that is a success for the project as a whole. What this network is all about is getting people into podcasting. And over time, I guarantee you, your audio quality will improve. Yeah, to be honest, Ken, though, um, I think... The, the comment about quality of audio was ma- mainly to do with people that uh, are trying to put out a regular podcast and the fact that if you're trying to put out a regular podcast, audio quality can make a big difference to how many listeners you're going to get. Uh, HBR is quite a different kind of beast and uh, I agree with you that we're, we're encouraging people to get involved. So just record it and get it on the on the website. Exactly. And keep this stuff in the back of your mind. Because everything that the guys discussed here are absolutely valid. Two two of which made me think that uh, the first point uh, was in relation to how he does the intro and outro with the bedding music, which is something that we have been discussing here in the last few months. And it made me realize that the HPR intro theme is not fit for purpose if we want to do that. Because what you need is a sort of loop that will loop over itself in five second chunks and then we can extend that or lower it so if we have an intro some sort of loop um and then the outro part of the song like boom um that way we can extend the center bit nice and easy so that made me think maybe we need to the better theme would actually be the um the uh today with a techie theme says he promoting the t- today with a techie theme because it's going it's got the center beat of and you can take out that and make it as long or as short as necessary to fit the the underlying um text to speech stuff so that was thing number 1 i'd like to hear people's thoughts about that as well uh, the other thing was, and I've been struggling with this idea for a while, whether to use Audiophonic or not. Now, as you know, Audiophonic is a excellent service that we have used here from time to time to recover absolutely terrible audio. And it uses free and open source tools, but unfortunately doesn't uh, release any of this, how they do it back into the uh, open source community. So... Uh, I am reluctant also to 
base a workflow on sending stuff to only audiophonics uh and furthermore there's a pricing element to it that um um yeah it's uh it's not cheap i was uh, looking at it today you can get up to two hours of audio process for free every month but after that it goes up quite steeply yeah like uh so we would have what's the maybe 20 hours in a month that's uh, every show about a half an hour a show we have this is where Dave should be running an SQL script in the back. Select all from last month. And... <laughs> I think I did that, but I can't remember where I put it. Well, I'll say 30 shows, half hour, that's uh, 15 hours, roughly, which puts us up to about 20 euros per month, $23 a month. And then, you know, it's... Um, so Over it's... the year, that's not an insignificant amount of money is it you know that's got to be raised either through contributions from uh, listeners or it's got you know it comes out of your pockets yeah no i i do i do the ones that will benefit from it i don't mind uh, putting them on there i have um, a pot of money that i put into it that i uh, so i think i have 10 or 12 hours of uh, audiophonic audio stuff so i want to do it there but the thing that pushes me off it is uh, the fact that, you know, it's closed source and it, it can go away. And if you don't think things go away, things do go away. We've we've seen the demise of Google Reader, uh, Google Plus, uh, what, what else? Um, TweetDeck, uh, loads of services in the last 11 years. And if we're thinking of another 11 years, uh, 12 years down the line, are these the only thing we can trust is stuff that we have control over ourselves. So that was a that was also an interesting an interesting one. And again, people, if there's a way we can automate this uh, processing of our own audio to make it better, I would really like to hear it. Um, and that is something I, I'm if I was going to have a, to do a, a crowdfunding for to pay for audiophonics or a crowdfunding to pay for s- some body working on fixing this problem i would prefer to invest it in fixing this problem because then everybody would benefit from it if you know what i mean yeah it's a really good point that what a great show next day further ancillary bash tips from uh, number 11 and i saw uh some guys on irc taking the mick out of uh dave's <laughs> naming of these some bash tips some more bash tips further bash tips additional bash tips <laughs> Other bash tips, supplementary bash tips. It was meant to be a joke. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got a thesaurus and got all the possible names that you could use to do this, and then then stuck them in it. But uh, yes, I've stopped because <laughs> the jokes run run a bit flat, and I don't think anybody got it anyway. So. No, they did. They did. I uh, find it quite funny. Um, what was this one about, Dave? Remind me. I don't know what the hell was that guy on about. It was remember. the. Uh, it was the. Oh yeah, this one was. This one was good. The uh, dash dash e and the dash l and the dash c. There was one in there that I was reading and I was going, "Why would anyone ever?" You were asking about the symbolic link. Actually, that is a very useful one. I use that all the time. Well, not Are all you- the time. Quite. Well, yeah, I did actually suggest that perhaps some some people would use that because uh, finding out if a, if a what looks like a file is a is a symbolic link is something that I would do. But 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think I was deprecating that one, but some some I was wondering about. Size is zero. I've used that quite a lot because uh, if you do a wget, for example, and it doesn't re respond with anything and you pipe it out to a file, um, it will still create the file even if there's nothing there. So finding out if a file is zero, that is quite useful. Uh, there was one there that was, I was thinking, this looks very odd, that I could not find a reason for it. But then, yeah, this is, uh, again, useful stuff. The, the explanation of why sometimes they use one square bracket and other times two square brackets, very useful. Okay, uh, no doubt this will be um, turned into a PDF book and available on Amazon at some point. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day, yes. Not by me, necessarily, then. And uh, the next day was installing a bootloader on an Arduino. And this one, I'm shamelessly recording it for myself in about two years' time when I need to do it again. <laughs> so <laughs> so this is the one case where uh, of interest to hackers is myself at the time of recording and myself in the future. So uh, now we've lowered the barrier even further on what it takes to get a show onto HBR. Well, I found it quite a useful pointer for the for the future. I only have one Arduino at the moment, but uh, um, you know there might be more in the future. So it's useful to to know how you could make an Arduino um, install stuff on another Arduino. Yeah, sometimes you do need to do. Um, following day, Claudio Miranda, uh, formerly of Linux Basement, and I'm glad to see him over here. Uh, my music. Production setup. Wow, lot of stuff. Taking it very seriously here. Very good links to in there. When you see somebody using Jack, you know they're serious about music. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm still losing my voice, I'm afraid. But I just wanted to say I thought this was brilliant. I went through a lot of these um, links and was looking at the the tools, and some of them are amazing. So, and I'd never come across them before. So, thanks, Claudia, for that. Yeah, I think I heard one or two of them on Clatu, uh, um, side of GNU World Order, or here in HPR. But in passing, this is a really nice, also on really nice show notes. Thank you very much. Uh, with you know, bam, complete list and links too. So very, very good. Thanks, Claudia. I'm going to take a look at that one. I didn't listen to it first time around, but uh, <gasps> even though it's about music, music production, I'm sure it's got um, some tips that we could use for podcasting as well. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, there was another show earlier on this week from Dave. Absolutely excellent for podcasters. <laughs> so should be sure and, and grab that one and have a listen to it. Well done. Um, HPR 2549. Uh, we had the uh, DVD ripping of old hardware, and this is now repairing an old motherboard. And this is blown caps on a motherboard. I think we mentioned before that there was this uh, bad pack bad batch of uh, capacitors which caused failure of a lot of uh, equipment so sometimes if equipment isn't working you can just simply replace the uh, capacitors and bada boom it starts working again i suppose this depends on the value of the motherboard if it's something that's 10 15 years old it's probably not going to be worth the bother but if it's a high-end motherboard then uh, it's a it's a good show to help you get it fixed look not everybody's got a fucking car boot sale and i think air quotes we all know what that is the only thing i 
I finally realized where you get all these laptops of yours. It's like somebody, uh, somebody's knocking off computer shops around the UK and sells them out the back of a lorry up at some field that you happen to know about. Go on, admit Shush, it. Ken, don't tell everyone. <laughs> don't blow it for everybody. Call it a car boot sale. <laughs> Only slightly warm. Yeah. <coughs> do you want me to do the next one? Please do, yeah. Uh, yeah, show 2663 was myself. Uh, there's no comments on the uh, site, but it was just a short show about uh, a little uh, HDD caddy, two and a half inch caddy that I uh, purchased off eBay. cost me five and a half quid um, because uh, that said cart boot sale has been selling a lot of uh, second hand um, SSDs just recently. Second, um, second hand, yeah. Definitely second hand. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's quite handy. I've got a few in the bin now, so uh, I can swap them out and I can plug them into my USB port. Yeah, I don't have... Uh, I had a look at it. I don't have any uh, SSDs at all, especially external ones, which is a bit of a pity, really. Now, you're going to have to upgrade to an SSD, Ken. Come on. I have in my laptop, but, uh, yeah, the rest, yeah. When uh, the majority of my stuff is Raspberry Pis and uh, slow computers... Well, actually, you mentioned Raspberry Pis. For if you're using a Raspberry Pi as a media server, you've got an SSD attached to it. it gives you better storage, but also because it's an SSD, you don't have to worry about power drain too much. Yeah, no, I just mount it to the NAS and then take it from there. Yeah, cool. Okay, following day, Yannick uh, gave us my Git workflow, and it all made sense until he gave the summary at the end. And then I had to say how complicated Git is. Git checkout master, Git fetch upstream, Git merge upstream, Git push, Git branch, Git push origin. <gasps> it's, uh, I, I'm beginning to think it's just too complicated. I don't think I'll ever get uh, my head around Git. So the following day, we had exercise and diet, another in a series of health and healthcare, and I could not agree with him more um good show and we will talk more about that later on as well yeah uh, that show was quite um how shall i say poignant for me because after i had my uh, stroke 20 months ago that's exactly a, a lot of what he was talking about was exactly the kind of stuff i had to do yeah it's good stuff good advice for people um Mirror Shades gave us a Slackware post install guide for those of you who would like to install Slackware. I enjoyed this one, especially because at the time I was being diverted on the train. Somebody had decided to terminate their existence. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, that sort of thing will happen from time to time. Uh, Anyway, what that has got to do with installing Slackware, just... Sometimes I associate the sounds of podcasts with where I was at that given time. But this cheered me up no end. Um, would not have considered Slackware myself, but possibly. Any any guys running Slackware? Not me. Sorry. No, I, Too complex. Yeah. I, I, ha- <clears throat> I must say I was tempted to have a look at it, though, based on, on this. Yeah, I might do. Uh, the last time I installed it, uh, I was a good while back now. And yeah, it'd be a nice experience. Clinton Roy says system D information. If you have any particular system D problems, I could be poked into recording a show uh, to help out with them. That's somebody volunteering to record a show about system D. Well, now, 
Yes, I have system D problems all the time. I think that's one for you now owe me a show. Yeah, you walked into that one, Clinton. Um, Brian in Ohio said, Wicked. Love any show that talks about Slackware. The network setup you suggested is the best way to go about it. But if you want to use Wicked for your first install, uh, first you must install it. If you have the Slackware disks, it's in the extras folder and can be installed using install PKG. You don't need to go out to a repository. It's in the installation media, just not installed by default. That's actually a good tip. Thanks for doing the show about Slackware. Support Pat. Yes, do support Pat. And remember uh, to update your links because the support links for Pat were not going to Pat. So make sure that you find out the correct ones. See the Slackware website for more information. The following day, we had creating PDF bookmarks with PDFTK by Tlatu. And at this stage of listening to this, I had made it to the central bus station and really enjoyed this show as well. Um, because I've wanted, I do split up show, um, I do split up PDFs from time to time. And unfortunately, I use Fedora, which are, is proving to have problems with this. And the comments from Be Easy says that GCJ is deprecated. It's a shame that PDFTK is basically going away because the GCJ runtime has been deprecated by most major distros. PDFTK still lives on as a snap, but there's also a fork that uses OpenJDK instead. You can use this reference on Stack Overflow Post with a quest, uh, with a link. You want me to do the next one? Please, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, and the next comment's by Clinton Roy, um, and he heads it Debian. I'm rather confused about why there's a reliance on any particular Java runtime, but uh, at least on Debian, if I request the PDFTK to be installed, PDFTK Java is installed, and yeah, no screwing around required. And it's Debian. Her name was Deborah. Deborah and Ian. Debian. Okay, Debian. Or maybe we should have called Debra. I suppose you could in Australia. Debra, come here. Anyway, thanks for the tips, says Tatu. I install and use PDF TK on Slackware so far without any issue. It's good to know, though, that it's available in a Snap package just in case. So, next day we had explaining the controls of your amateur HF radio part three. And the comments were from Michael. Uh, great episode. Thank you for doing this. I love the episodes. They keep me smiling and occasionally screaming at the podcast player. All good shows should do that. You can be such a sadist, you know, smiley-faced. When describing the tuner, it's quite interesting to hear. I'm not going to go into that. Please let us hear. Sure, you could find a way, like letting it tune up to a dummy load or something. On the same token, please use the radio in front of you to create audible examples. How does the signal sound that is suffering from the spark distortion and how it is improved by engaging the basic noise blanker? Don't get me wrong. The one who puts out the shows is right. Your show, your choice. Please keep them coming, by the way, uh, the way you like to do them. One more comment on the content. Hearing relays clicking is not necessarily attributed to the age of the receiver. Even in modern gear, the filter in the high power transmit path are switched by relays. I have some switch by relay filters for receiving 
as a selling point to indicate that there is no negative impact from the switching diodes. These can affect RF performance under certain conditions, regards Michel, who should also be doing shows for us here in HPR. What do you think, folks? Again, that's a bit of a lengthy comment and could have uh, made another show. I think it's hitting the show meter, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Definitely. Shall I do the next one? Yeah, Lost in Bronx commented, great gear, wonderful mic and very classy meter. Great episode overall. Excellent. Sorry, I'm just, uh, I've switched to Fedora LXQT on a new upgrade and all my settings are incorrect. So every time I'm holding down the push to talk key, which is the caps lock, and I use a scroll button, it scrolls in and out on the web page. And when I'm actually, I want to disable it. So that's another thing I need to look at. Following day, ancillary bash tips, part 12. This time it's personal by Dave Morris and there are 12 comments oh my good god yeah I'm just looking at these they're really complex alright somebody needs to do a show on this Matt Sweeney please do a show about this <laughs> yes yes we, we did get to a conclusion about Can you give us a two I, minute summary I <clears throat> I had posed a question because I, my reading of the, the man page said you could um, make meta characters stop being meta characters by quoting them, but I couldn't find a way to make that work. So I got back comments from Mad Sweeney and from who else I can't see um, Stuart Little offering offering potential solutions. So we had a bit of a discussion about that. So um, yeah, so my thank you was to say, well, here's how I summarise your your comments and um maybe i should turn that into a show actually yeah yeah you're right um be up for that and um that uh, that was i think we we found that it's a bug it doesn't seem to behave in any logical way it's not that it doesn't work it's just very very odd so my conclusion is that it's a bug in bash but now you just ruined um, the show Dave. you just give away the plot line <laughs> No, no, I don't think anybody was going to be holding their breath waiting for that. Right. Anyways, the following day. Well, thanks to those two guys for commenting on that, obviously. Uh, and, the f- uh, well, yeah, just to say, the um, there is a thing where the comment system eats backslashes, which we need to look at. Yeah, you have a bug opened on that. I will get yeah, to it. I've, I've raised an issue on that one, but uh, yeah. Okay. You see, everybody thinks I'm the one who's getting Dave to do stuff. It's always Dave getting me. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you as the, the person to, to, to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, so I'll probably do it. I'll probably come up with a suggestion when I have a moment. Nah, I just have some shows to post, and uh, I might have some time tomorrow to have a look at this, but I'll do it then. You okay. always do a show on the bug fixing. No, 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 no. I've... I really have had two projects that I've been working on. And, and maybe this is actually a topic for... Sh- I would like to hear, really, it would cheer me up if people did a topic like this on just miserable fails. Um, I have two... In the last two months, I've had two projects that I've been working on. Uh, an hour here and an hour there. And everything has failed. Every website that I've gone to shows it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy, it can be done. YouTube videos showing how it can be done, and then nothing. Just every time I do it, they've, they 
code repository has disappeared. The library has been versioned. The maintainer has moved on. Oh, it's just horrible, horrible projects. So if somebody is interested in shows like that, I can do a few. And they, ju- they just eat your time as well. Anyway, how did I get onto that? Oh, doing... Uh, that was my suggestion. No, because you just hear me going... <laughs> be one long explanative... Expl- ex- one long series of bad words. Anyway, the following show on uh, the 26th was character arcs and storytelling. And what is the purpose of character arcs? By this time, I had met it as far as the airport and was just getting on to the third bus, which incidentally turned from this bus line that I, it was when I got on it, it was bus line 181. And when I got to my destination, it was 191, which diverted me two kilometers out of my way. Thank you very much. By the by. (laughs) Why am I telling you this? I don't know. Um, Yes, really enjoyed the show. I'm afraid I've not listened to it. It's about basically what is the purpose of a character arc. Uh, is, Is, do you need one? Is the guy who sells you the coffee worthy of a character arc or is it just sufficient that the guy sells you a coffee very good uh, i like the way he's doing a whole series on breaking down little parts of how stories are constructed so i um recommended that my son go have a listen he's uh, interested in doing writing some stories so have a look at these shows very nice um algae farming with dis Desearcher. dave can you help me help me please i think Desearcher is is quite right yeah Okay, this um, very interesting. Uh, went to all the links. Have no idea why somebody would do this. I know he mentioned that you could use it for uh, selling back to um, to pet shops and stuff. But why would you algae farm beer, making beer or something? Was it? No, no, they were talking about beer, but I don't think because they don't ferment. Uh, but uh, in the same sense as yeast does. But um, I think it was feeding um, zooplankton um, copepods that fish eat, so you can you can grow fish in an aquarium. That was one reason. But it's also used for making. I think they 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 make um, a form of oil, which yeah, you can it's turn been used into in biodiesel. Bio oh, okay. That particular one. If you look up the links, there's quite a lot of talk about the Wikipedia article. Anyways, talks a lot about uh, the uh, biodiesel production using nanochloropsis. Oh wow! We okay. even get adverts on the telly in the UK about it. But surely you'd need to make like a lot of this stuff in order to make it viable. Yeah, if you got a, if you got a factory, I'm sure you could. Yeah, I think I think that's the research that's going on at the moment is uh, how to produce enough to make it viable quantities to actually start replacing, uh, you know, mineral oils. Okay, cool. I'm all about that. Alrighty, next day we had um, Porteous installing Porteous and the cool things you can do with a thumb, thumb dive installation. This is. Um, Porteous is a portable live Linux distro, which Tlatu uses, and he recommended using the 32-bit version of this. Listening to this one, I was walking home past the graveyard. Just saying. Yeah, I've used uh, live uh, thumb drive images, but uh, I think most Linux distributions now, it's easy enough to do it. Also, I actually put 
installs onto thumb drives so I can carry around all my, my yes. personal data that I want to carry around as well. I uh, just have a uh, install of Fedora Ready to Rock on a, on a USB stick the whole time. But uh, I'd like to thank Klaatu for his excellent show notes. They have improved dramatically over the years. We have a convert, Dave. <clears throat> I, excuse me. I was going to say the same. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant notes. Yeah, there's lots of them, and they're really clear. Yeah, exactly. It could be uh, it could be a article itself. So very good. Thank you, Klaatu. Following day, we had you random. Oh, I like this. This is nice. Uh, Roundtable. A few lads having a chat, HPR folks sitting around having a chat. And uh, yeah, cool. Made me really want to think about going to uh, Ohio Linux Fest next year somehow. I don't know whether there was a problem with the uh, recording, but it seemed to give the same uh, re- um, audio twice in the hour-long uh, feed that I got. Dave, you just reported that, didn't you? I just reported that to you, yeah, yeah. Some, I think um, somebody stuck two copies of the same thing in the same file or something. Not sure what went on. They, uh, so there's a glitch. I think they, they sent it in that way, did they? Yeah, I wouldn't edit it. It's just, just a glitch. must have come in that way. But I'll they, uh, download added, it and fix it afterwards. They added their own intro and outro, so uh, so you, d- you didn't need to do anything to it. You just posted it, I assumed. Well, regardless of whether they... Yeah, possibly, yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, yeah, if it's double, I'll go back and edit it for uh, we'll have to replace the audio. But yeah, sometimes these things happen. Yeah, yeah. It's easily done. I didn't notice it myself because when the uh, intro hit, then I went, okay, that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to have to dip out and go and join the uh, Mintcast guys. Quitters! Re- Quitters! Yeah, Ooh. it's been really great, though. Thanks, Thanks Tony. very much for having me. Bye. Yeah, nice to have you along, Tony. Cheers, Dave. Bye. I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, that was nice. It was uh, also a nice round out to the... Excuse me while I cough. Oh, God. Uh, nice round out to the end of the uh, end of the month. So, did we have any additional commentos, Dave? We've got 13 on previous shows. Okay, I will tear through those on show helping a new computer user by shane shannon uh gort says computer intros online this is a fine beginner's list hits all the big pieces of tool sets and forms a solid foundation for continued learning this is a neat succinct and outstanding resource thanks for putting it together and uh basically that he had a a nice list of what you should teach people to do and this was back in um let me see 2013 0807 folks 2013 how many years ago is that dave (laughs) five thank you and uh basically it remains the same uh hardware bit monitor tower keyboard mouse printers icons desktops so very good again it kind of proves the point that um shows here on hpr are slightly different to other podcasts that you know are kind of fickle we uh we are the we are the the cave paintings of the podcast world dave we're around for a very long time uh shane replied thanks gort thanks for your comment i'm glad that this episode still makes sense over five years after it's been recorded i really love to see that i really do 
The episode in 2014, Adopting and Renovating Public Domain Counterpoint Textbook by John Culp. And it, and uh, the comment was in relation to my comment of last month. I had uh, asked, uh, I saw a polyphonic video about uh, Scarborough Fair. And John says about reviving. Ah, Ken. Are you just now getting around to listen to this episode? Whoever thought this old thing would get brought back from the dead? Ha ha. And yes, counterpart is the art of combining melodies. So that's very good. No, no, I, I did know at the time what he was saying, but it seems, you know, sometimes you kind of miss the entire point uh, of what he's trying to do because I, my interest was more in the technical side of how he was doing it. In his 2016 show, Shut Down Sequence System D by Plateau, David Pelechalia. Pelechalia? Pelechia. Pelechia. Could be, could be, Dave. But which of us is better at pronouncing names, I have to ask. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's you. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Plateau <laughs> <laughs> wow. just dem- demonstrates how a Sequence System D shutdown process uh, should work and David says top man many thanks for posting this information regarding system D services I've been pulling my hair out trying to work out how my pre shutdown scripts w- should not fire then I found your post a very bit big thank you so there you go writing on the what cave walls that's what we have and to a little bit more modern the battle tech by Turo Toto and the comment was by Brookie Verlin. And it says, Fathom, great show. It's good to know there are other fans of Battletech out there. Do you play MechWarrior online? And how do you feel about how do you <laughs> feel about the last entry in the MechWarrior single player game? And Turototo replies, MechWarrior Online. I haven't played MechWarrior Online or the new Battletech computer game, although the latter one is on my list of things to try out at some point. Love seeing new games coming from Battletech World and getting new fans into the Battletech universe. So, uh, we're getting there, folks. We're getting there, folks. Home phone set up by Sigflop. Clacky uh, says the re- the Stroop uh, or Stoop actually. Uh, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? He says, that explains why it's a stoop sale, which is a garage sale, which is a yard sale, if you leave in Brooklyn, which was the link that she was talking about in the first one. And finally, the pin drops. Well done. Clacky. Running your own mainframe on Linux by Yeroon. Uh Jan had a comment, uh, second reading. And hi there, just listen to the second time and say thanks for the effort med somebody listening to your show twice uh i can completely understand that show but listening to my shows twice would be pain for one reason or another another rambling drive into work by mr x mr x comments on the audio quality whoops and uh hi the love bug many thanks for your con- kind comment uh, the love bug had commented saying that his audio had improved dramatically and glad you enjoyed this show yes i believe couldn't believe what difference it made swapping the microphones lost in bronx says great audio quality what an improvement 
I confess I couldn't even finish the last episode due to the audio quality my, and my standards are low but this episode has fantastic sound great job I don't get that with the audio quality as much as most people I, I'm thinking it's probably me because I listen on trains and stuff so I have so much noise anyway going around yeah I, I usually try really hard to, to pick out the the uh, the good stuff from the from whatever issues there are in the in the sound and stuff you know and, and usually make it usually make it it's rare that I don't yeah the only uh, the only one I struggled with on HBR was the snoring episode that was <laughs> uh, that took yeah, a while to get through that was extreme <laughs> that, that was like you know okay that was like uh, doing uh, Loch Derg you know if you're an Irish Catholic that was you know you're you're <laughs> you're putting your heart and soul into it. Anyway, uh comment here by Tlake on the Erin Show 2642, which was by Folky, who came on. And he says, I've stopped listening to Kavach too. I like the people and I enjoy listening to them hanging out. But in the limited time I have and the massive amount of content out there, that's not enough to put a podcast in the queue. It's too much opinion and too little education and insightful analysis. I quite like the ESP.eu as well, but it's also a far cry from SGU levels in relevance and production values. Perhaps unfair, unfair perhaps, as SGU has over a decade of podcasting under the belt, but that's how it is. That's the skeptic's guide to the universe, in case you're wondering. Thank you very much. Um, Explaining the controls of Amateur Radio Part 1, and uh, this is Mr. X replying to NY Bill's comments. Hi, NY Bill, many thanks for the comment. Glad you liked the show. Yes, you could tell from the show that I don't know what a few of the controls did. So it will need, so it will indeed be bewildering to start with. I tried to fill in some of the gaps in the show notes. All the best from by Mr. X. And the final comment is on the show uh, My Pocket Knife by Shane, who uh, showed us his pocket knife in the sandwich. And his comment is indeed to me about, Hi Ken, the following link will tell you more you ever tell you more than you ever wanted to know about bag milk. This is how milk is generally sold in Ontario, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and probably other Canadian private territories as well. Shane! Shane, 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 Shane. I am not going to go to a Wikipedia article when you can do a show for me. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? I could be on my commute listening to a show provided by you, Shane, that explains to me in minute detail all about the milk bags. And if you want to read the Wikipedia article, you can, so long as you give them credit. And that, I think, was it for comments, Dave. It is, yes, yes. So I'll mosey over to the mail list thread. And the mail list is where we make the marvelous, uh, basically, the uh, decisions and stuff on the HPR community. And Zoke had a question. Last time I uploaded one uh, as per normal show, I was told it was a different setup for interviews. What are the current rules? To which I replied... Um, this is the last discussion, which was a link to the um, a comment by that I posted back. No, we had the discussion before. Sorry, my brain is falling out. I really need to go to bed. Anyway, um, so James 
Tobes wrote, I'd love to elaborate. I love the elaborated way of saying if a slot is open, use it. If uh, you cannot upload now, then ask to lock it. And I replied, no, that's not what we said in the past. That's what we said in the past. What we're saying now is if a slot is open, use it. Reservations are a pain for us to manage. So please don't ask us to do that anymore. The following comments from uh, our Cesar, the proposed text now reads, and it's no longer proposed. It's up on the website under request a slot and stuff you need to know. Any host can select a free slot up to a year in advance by recording their shows and uploading it to a desired slot. The in exceptional circumstances, it may be necessary to reserve a slot while not having the audio available. But this must be approved in the mailing list in advance. Be sure to allow as much time as possible and include a reason why you feel it is necessary to reserve a slot. This is intended only for exceptional circumstances, such as a scheduled interview where you would like the audio to be released as soon after the event as possible, or to cover important topical discussions that has occurred. Due to the extended time now needed to post shows to external sites, the extra work this entails, and the disruptive effort effect of reservations, we will no longer be allowing them except in very rare cases of the type mentioned above. Do, 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 do. And Jason Dodd <laughs> recommends that we, I vote we make swap between Ken's version of the Free Software song and this one. And that is, there is a link to uh, Richard Stallman's video of him singing the Free Software song as he has us in his head, which is actually quite interesting because it's got interesting um, a rhythm to it. Not that you would associate with it. It's a triple type of beat. I, I forgot to look at that. I must go and check it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind John Culp throwing his opinion in on that one. Hashtag send us in a show. <laughs> so other stuff that's been going on. Yes, we have some bugs on the website. Common system, yippee, that we need to fix. Uh, we have the HPR VPS. We updated and there's some really random bug, um, which myself and Dave and Josh are a bit perplexed about. Um, nothing life-threatening, but uh, our sessions terminate also our screen and today tmux sessions terminate after a period of time just bizarre don't no idea why uh, i've not seen it on any other system and it's not running anything particularly strange that i can see and i thought maybe that the server itself was rebooting but it's not it's it's still running and our sessions terminate boom just terminate yeah it's it's really weird damn nuisance too yeah it's a bit of a pain but uh yeah I mean, you know, I'm happy that we have it. It's just a bit, uh, a bit strange. I, I sent something out on the mailing list about the. Uh, did I not send something about the, about the domain names? Did you not get that? No, never, never received it. That's bizarre. I sent something about domain names. Uh, I sent a uh, if I fall off the bus type thing. The following domains are intended for use by the community and not by anybody else. It was sent to. I sent it on the CC to other people who, that if in the event of me being not on the planet anymore, um, that they would be able to transfer the domain names to, I don't know, whoever else wants to take over HBR or whatever. Oh, that's strange. I will need to note to myself to, uh, don't know why that wasn't there. It must have been rejected before it, uh, before it made it to the, the, the mail, the mail server, uh, because 
the list that you see in the notes is point it's just pointing to the to what um, mailman has seen so so it wasn't that it didn't that it got there got dropped in the 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 storage area but it didn't get sent out properly it never even made it there apparently very very strange and now uh, thunderbird is acting all weird it's strange it's quite flaky the version i have anyway give me two secs to Okay, found it, and I'll read it. We were doing some admin cleanup lately. Actually, we did that, yeah. Just making sure that we all have the passwords and stuff. And the following names are registered and paid for by me. The intention is that they are the use. They are for the exclusive use of the Hopper Hacker Public Radio community. See hackerpublicradio.org forward slash about.php hashtag governance. And the domains are hackerpublicradio.com hobbypublicradio.com.net and .org and virtuallug.org. I give my permission to transfer them to the community in the event of me not being able to do so. So there you go. Good, good. And for some reason, I can't send it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Murphy is strong tonight, Dave. The best thing is uh, <laughs> hot toddy and go to bed if I had hot toddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think think there's nasty things around. I think I've, my daughter was saying she wasn't well when she visited yesterday. I'm just wondering if she's passed whatever it was to me. <laughs> you know how it is. You know how it is. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Dave. And uh, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. And uh, checking the license of the YouTube video, I will edit it. Yes, I know, folks, how much you know I love editing. I will edit the show and add it to the end. So in place of me singing the free software song, we will have Richard Stallman singing the free software song. Woohoo. All right, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Oh, to press stop. Un ritmo de siete compases. Entonces, si les parece un poco confuso, un poco confuso, no es un error. Por ejemplo, es este ritmo. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free, hackers. You'll be free. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free, hackers. You'll be free. Hoarders can get piles of money. That is true, hackers, that is true, but they cannot help their neighbors, that's not good, hackers, that's not good. When we have enough free software at our call, hackers, at our Call. We'll kick out those dirty licenses evermore, hackers evermore. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free, hackers, you'll be free. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free, 
hackers, you'll be free. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.